and welcome to Bible Podlets. I'm Cliff. And I'm Olivia. It's great to be here and we're so happy that you've joined us. Bible Podlets is a Bible study and discussion podcast for all ages and can be done at home or in children's groups. We encourage you to listen together, to pause the episode if you can, and talk about the stories and questions that will come up and all the activity and discussion questions for this and all of our episodes can be downloaded from the resources area of our website bdeducation.org.uk Hey Olivia, what's that you're up to? Well, I'm just doing some decorating so I'm trying to decide which colour to paint with but the problem is there's so many different colours to choose from that it's really difficult to pick one. I see. Some of the colours have really funny names, don't they? You're right, they do. I know. How about we play a game where I have to read out some of the colour names and you have to try and guess what colour it's referring to. So, for example, one colour is called Elephant's Breath, which is actually a shade of grey. <laughs> what a weird name for a colour. Uh, that, that sounds like it could be fun. And uh, you can play along with us um, listening as well. See what you think. <laughs> All right, here we go. So I'm going to start with a, a relatively easy one. This one is called Nacho Cheese. Nice. Um, I like Nacho Cheese, but that'll definitely be yellow. Some sort of Yeah, yellow. it is. It's, it's like a custard yellow, yeah. So Nacho Cheese is yellow. Right, the next one. Dangerous Robot. Dangerous Robot? Yeah. <laughs> um, right, so if I think danger is red, if I think robot is grey, so I'm going to go somewhere in the middle, like a ready grey. <laughs> well, it was actually just a grey, so okay. you were almost there, yeah. I was almost there. <laughs> yeah. Right, the next one is Grandma's Sweater. <laughs> Um, what a name for a colour. I'm, I'm thinking some sort of green. You think green? Uh, yeah, I think some sort of green. <laughs> it's actually a pale kind of cornflower blue colour, his, his grandma's sweater. Oh, okay. Interesting. Right. There's so many good ones. Next one. Dead salmon. Dead salmon. <laughs> Dead salmon. Yeah. <laughs> what a colour. Um... I'm guessing some sort of What's salmon. that colour on your walls? Oh, it's dead salmon. Dead salmon. <laughs> oh, what an, what an obscure name. Like some sort of pink? Almost. It's like a purpley mauve colour. Right. Interesting. So, yeah. Right. Um, this one, I'm going to go a bit, a bit obscure. This one's just called Celebrity. Celebrity. Yeah. Um, ooh, thinking like kind of like stars. So maybe some sort of kind of pale yellow. <laughs> well, celebrity uh, is actually an orange colour. Leaves has been inspired by fake tan. <laughs> fake tan orange. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, how bizarre. <laughs> the last one is called Cat's Paw. Cat's paw. Mm. Okay, right. Paws. I have a dog. So dogs dogs and cat's paws are not too dissimilar, I don't think. 
Although I'm allergic to cats, so I don't spend any time near them. <laughs> so I'm thinking like kind of like a grey black. Well, cat's paw is actually like a, a straw, kind of neutral colour. Um, so no, not not blacky grey, but oh. yeah, more like a straw like colour. The opposite. Yeah. <laughs> so there's loads of these, and maybe it's something that you can have a little bit of fun with at home, and um, going and finding some crazy paint colours. And do you know something, Cliff? It just so happens that colours are mentioned in our news story today. So let's listen to that now and see if you can spot where they feature. I'm Lou. In this episode of Panel Drama, we ask the question, is this the greatest family reunion ever? A dark tale completely turned around this week when a family escaping famine were reunited with their long-lost brother, who turned out to be Pharaoh's right-hand man. Joseph, the man in charge of Egypt's resources, was surprised when his family arrived on his doorstep looking to buy food. The family were reunited after many years and Joseph has invited them to stay with him in the land of Egypt. We can speak with Joseph now. You must be feeling so happy to see your family again. I am overjoyed to see them again. So, what led you to becoming separated from them? It all started when I was much younger. I was getting these strange dreams, but somehow I knew what they meant. My older brothers were going to bow down to me one day. When I told them, they didn't like this very much, especially since they were already jealous because I was dad's favourite and dad had given me an awesome multicoloured coat. So my brothers ended up selling me as a slave to some traders that were passing by. I was then sold on to a captain of the guard in Egypt called Potiphar. What? Your own brothers sold you as a slave and you're now overjoyed to see them again? Are you mad? Of course. I was a little bit hurt and angry at the time, but I can see it as God's plan. Ugh, what kind of plan is that? Sounds like a rubbish plan to me. It was God's plan that brought me to where I am now. I was wrongly put in prison during my service to Potiphar when his wife lied about me. But whilst I was locked up, God helped me to interpret the dream of one of Pharaoh's servants, who was later released. After two years, Pharaoh had his own strange dreams and was told about me by his servant. Pharaoh sent for me to find out if I could help. And what was Pharaoh's dream? He had two dreams. One of seven healthy cows being eaten by seven sick cows and another seven fat heads of grain was swallowed up by seven thin heads of grain. God showed me that these dreams meant the same thing, that there would be seven years of plenty, followed by seven years of famine. I advised Pharaoh to store up food for the first seven years so he would have enough for the years where there would be none. Well, to me, that sounds like good advice. So how did you end up where you are now? It was actually because of the advice I gave to Pharaoh. He was so impressed with my suggestion that he put me in charge of carrying it out. And because of that, I was in the right position to save my family seven years later. Do you see now? It was all part of God's plan to save my family. Even though I went through some tough times, I had faith that God knew what he was doing. Well, it's an amazing story and after hearing it in full, 
I can maybe understand that God was in charge of the bigger picture, after all. Thanks for speaking with us today, Joseph. There you have it. It turns out our story about the greatest family reunion ever is actually about something even more incredible. I'm Lou, and I'll see you again next time. What an amazing story there. We're going to talk together about what we've heard and we're going to ask some questions and we'd encourage you to pause the podcast if you can and talk about your answers together. Joseph was one of the many sons of Jacob, but even though there were so many of them, Joseph was Jacob's favourite. Jacob loved Joseph so much that he gave him a really nice coat with loads of colours on it. None of the other brothers received a gift like this from their father. As we heard in the news story, Joseph had some strange dreams that he thought were about his brother and father bowing down to him. Because Joseph was the favourite son, and because he had these dreams, his brothers were jealous and didn't like him at all. Eventually, they met together to come up with a secret plan. We've arrived at our first question for today. What did the brothers plan to do to Joseph? The question again. What did the brothers plan to do to Joseph? Please pause the podcast and talk about this together. Then press play when you're ready to carry on. The brothers hated Joseph so much that they planned to kill him. But Reuben, the eldest brother, didn't want to kill Joseph. So they decided instead to sell him as a slave to some traders passing by. So that their father would not go looking for him, he took Joseph's coat, dipped it in the blood of a goat, and told Jacob that their brother had been killed by an animal. Meanwhile, the traders sold Joseph to an Egyptian called Potiphar. Potiphar liked Joseph and put him in charge of his household. It seemed like things were looking up for Joseph, but Potiphar's wife had other ideas. That's right. She tried to make Joseph do some bad things, and when he refused, Potiphar's wife was spiteful and lied about Joseph to her husband. Joseph was taken away from Potiphar's house and thrown into prison. Here's our second question. What happened to Joseph in prison? The question again, what happened to Joseph in prison? Please pause the podcast and talk about this together, and then press play when you're ready to carry on. Whilst Joseph was in prison, he met two other prisoners, a baker and a cupbearer, who had both had strange dreams. God helped Joseph to explain what the dreams meant to each of them. One of the prisoners, the baker, was killed, but the other one, the Pharaoh's cupbearer, was set free and got his job back. Two years later, Pharaoh had some strange dreams of his own and none of his advisors knew what they meant. Then the cockbearer remembered Joseph in prison and told Pharaoh that Joseph could tell him what his dreams meant. We've arrived at another question. What did Pharaoh dream and what did Joseph say it meant? The question again, what did Pharaoh dream and what did Joseph say it meant? Please pause the podcast and talk about this together and then press play when you're ready to carry on. 
pharaoh had two dreams. The first one was about seven fat cows who were eaten by seven thin cows. And the second dream was about seven healthy heads of grain that were swallowed up by seven thin heads of grain. Joseph asked God to help him to interpret the dreams. He was able to tell Pharaoh that his dreams were about seven years of plenty, where there would be lots of food in Egypt. But then they would be followed by seven years of famine, where crops would fail and the food would run out. Joseph advised Pharaoh that he should store up food in the seven years of plenty, so it would help them get through the seven years of famine that would follow. Pharaoh was impressed with Joseph, so he rewarded him by putting him in charge of the whole of Egypt. The only person more powerful than Joseph was Pharaoh himself. After the seven years of plenty, famine arrived, just as Joseph said it would. And Joseph's family were running out of food. So Jacob's sons traveled to Egypt to try and buy some food that was stored up there. They went up to the person in charge and bowed down, asking him if they could buy some food. They didn't recognize that it was their brother Joseph, but Joseph recognized his brothers after all their years apart. Here's our next question. What did Joseph do when he saw his brothers? The question again. What did Joseph do when he saw his brothers? Please pause the podcast and talk about this together and then press play when you're ready to continue. Although Joseph recognized his brothers, he kept his identity hidden at first because he wanted to test them. Because of what they had done to Joseph, plotting to kill him and then selling him as a slave, he wanted to see if their hearts had changed. When they passed each of his tests, he told them who he was. They were amazed and scared because they thought he might punish them for what they had done. But instead of punishing them, Joseph forgave them. Joseph told his brothers that it was not them that sent him away, but God. Joseph explained that without God sending him ahead, his family would not be saved. The whole thing was God's plan from the very start. We've come to our last question for today. What does Joseph's story teach us about God's timing? The question again, what does Joseph's story teach us about God's timing? Please pause the podcast and talk about this together and then press play when you're ready to carry on. Joseph's story shows us that God sees the big picture. He sees every little detail and can see how everything in time fits together. It's like knowing how a jigsaw puzzle fits together. Joseph had to go through some bad things in order to see the good work that God was doing. And even though Joseph went through bad times, he always trusted in God and his master plan. Joseph's example teaches us to trust God whether things are good or bad. And there are other verses in the Bible that remind us of this too, like Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6, which says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Never rely on what you think you know. Remember, the Lord is in everything you do, and he will show you the right way. Do you find it hard to trust God? If you do, pray to him and ask for help to be able to trust him 
whether you are finding life easy or hard. If you're not sure how to do that, then ask your adult to help you. Hey Cliff, have you ever had a strange dream? Well, here's something interesting about me. I rarely remember my dreams, but if I do, they have been very weird. Well, because lots of people in our story had strange dreams that Joseph was able to interpret, I've got a great game that we can play that fits in perfectly with what we've been talking about. Ah, that's great news. What are we going to play? Well, we're going to make up a strange dream scenario of our own. So we'll take it in turns to each add a sentence to our story. But because it's a dream and anything can happen, you can say things as weird and wonderful as you like. Okay. Should I start? Yeah, you start. Okay. Uh, One day, um, I was walking down the road. Okay, so you're walking walking down the road and um, all of a sudden, I sprouted some big green wings. And then, I saw um, my friend walking with me. But instead of being my friend, it was um, a big talking meatball. (laughs) And the meatball said... (laughs) The meatball said, it's time to go and meet the pirates. And then suddenly, Captain Jack Sparrow appeared. He also had wings. He flew down from a tall building. And said, I'm here to deliver you this puppy. (laughs) Um, But the puppy wasn't actually a puppy. Puppy was actually a banana. Um, Captain Jack Sparrow uh, started to peel the banana. And prepare it to go into space. So, a spokesperson from NASA decided to ring me and I answered the phone (laughs) but couldn't quite hear what they were saying. (laughs) Oh my goodness. I think we better stop there uh, before our dreams get any more strange. But perhaps you could carry on by adding on your own sentences to our dream scenario at home. Or you could start again and make up one of your own. (laughs) I'm not sure I'll be able to interpret any of them, though. (laughs) I don't think I could either. But we don't need to be able to interpret dreams like Joseph did because God has given us all our own unique skill to be able to be part of his amazing plan. We'd love to hear about how you get on with making up crazy dream scenarios. And how many of the colour names did you manage to get right earlier on in the episode? You can tell us via our social media accounts. We're on Facebook at BDBE Updates and on Twitter and Instagram at BDB of E. And you can find all of our previous episodes of Bible Podlets and free discussion notes for each of those to use in children's groups at church on our website at bdeducation.org.uk. But that's all from us for this episode, and we hope to see you again next time. Bye! Bye.
Thanks for listening to Bible Podlets. It was a Blackburn Diocese Board of Education production. It was written by David Harris and Sarah Earnshaw and produced by David Harris. It was voiced by Sarah Earnshaw, Lindsay Wright and David Harris with additional voices by Jack East. Bible Podlets is a free resource. For more resources, connect with us on social media, on Facebook at BDBE Updates, on Twitter at BDBOV, or on our website, bdeducation.org.uk.